Happy New Year, brothers and sisters. You know the concept of New Year, the concept of time has changed since I became a Christian. You know, in China, when we are celebrating the Chinese New Year, we post couplets on both sides of the door. You know what couplet is? It, it's two, they are two pieces of red, red paper that we put on both sides of the door frame, and there's another one on the top. It's like the Israelites putting blood on the door at the Passover, and we we write words. On the red paper, two poetic lines on each side of the door, in order to express a maxim or the best wishes for the coming year. So we say on the couplet, "Everything takes on a completely new look," or "The new year renews us," something like that. For many years, I believed this, and that I and everything around me can become new in the coming new year. But after I became a Christian, I realized that this is not true. This is not the biblical. Nothing will become new in the coming new year. You bought a new car last year; it will become an old one this year. A new house will become an old house. A, a new furniture, a new TV set, all will become old. I myself. I become older this year than last year, right? So, according to the Bible, even the earth and the heaven will all wear out like a garment. So, I would say, nothing, nobody and nothing can become truly new in this new year, except one. You know who that is? That's someone who is in Christ. Those who are in Christ will become new. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away; behold, the new has come." And four sixteen says, "So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away; our inner self is being renewed day by day." So the only way that we become new is to be in Christ. Do you see, brothers and sisters? So I believe this is still the best way for us to celebrate our New Year today. Let us come to the Lord and draw near to Him by reading His Word. Only He can renew us. So today we are going to read Mark chapter one, verses forty to forty-five. It is a story about a leper. We'll see how he suffered. And how his life was changed, was renewed by Jesus with a loving touch. I hope this story will help us and encourage us in our ways of following Jesus. So read me, read with me from Mark chapter one, verses forty to forty-five. Hear the word of God. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, "If you are willing, you can make me clean." Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. "I am willing," he said. "Be clean." Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning: "See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest 
and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. This is the word of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for, your, for the time that we can be together and study your word. Your word is more precious than gold and sweeter than honey, and in keeping it, there is great reward. Please renew us with your word and help us to, that so that we can remember, understand, and obey your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, a few years ago, when I was still in China, a friend called me right before the Christmas. She said she shared her struggle in her marriage. You know, but when I invited her to come to my church and celebrate the Christmas with us, she refused. She said, well, I know someone, they, they go to church. But the reason why they go to church is because they have cancer or some big problem in their lives. They are so weak and even useless so that they need religion to comfort them. I am not like them. You know, I just need to talk to some friends and get some advice. That's all. I don't think I need Jesus. But actually, I was thinking she needed Jesus. Just like the leper, we all face diseases, broken relations, and other kinds of problems. I wanted to let my friends know that Jesus is the answer for all these. So today's story of the leper still reveals the same truth to us. It is to tell us that, that we all should come to Jesus for his healing. You and me, we all should come to Jesus. So this is the first thing I want to share to you. We should all come to Jesus for his healing because we have our own problems in our lives. Let, look at verse 40. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. What was the man's problem? He had leprosy, right? So in the Bible, the term leprosy can, can be used to describe various kinds of skin diseases, but it mainly refers to a skin problem called Hansen's disease, which is more serious than others. This disease does not only harm skin, but also harm nerves, the nervous system of our body. Therefore, the patient can have skin ulceration, the rotten skin. He may also lose feeling and lose control of his muscles. I know a case when a leper's hand is being burned by fire. He didn't realize it until he smelled it. Oh, something's burning. Then he realized that it, it was his hand. So the injury can develop into severe damage. And since he cannot control his movement, the muscles can become weaker and weaker until he's paralyzed. When the disease is, is very serious, the leper's decayed muscle can drop off of his hands or arms, or even face, causing severe disfigurement, disfigurement. 
So therefore, the, the patients are called by many the living dead. The living dead. It was very, it's a terrible disease. However, you know, in, Christ, in, in Scripture, leprosy is not only a physical disease. It is an illustration of sin as recorded in Leviticus. In Leviticus chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. Let me read it for you. The person with such an infectious disease must wear torn clothes, let his hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of his face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as he has this infection, he remains unclean. He must live alone. He must live outside the camp. So we see the disease implies spiritual uncleanness. The leper does not have physical pain, but is also cast out of God's people, have nothing to do with holiness, and is hated by God. He has physical pain and social, emotional, and spiritual suffering. He was leading a terrible life. So what is my point? My point is this. I want to tell you that this man does not show up in the Bible for nothing. He represents sinners. He represents you and me. If the hidden sin inside us could be made visible so that we can see it with our own eyes, it would be like this. If the hidden sin inside us could be made visible so we can see it with our eyes, it would be like this. The leper shows us what the, re- what the sinner's real life is like with a vivid picture that we can see. Then what is sin? Are we sinners? What on earth does the leper have to do with me? These are the questions we may ask. Apostle Paul says in Romans, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So according to Paul, we are sinners. Even if we cannot see our sin with our eyes like the leper. And what do we deserve? Again, Paul says in Romans, for the wages of the wages of sin is death. So therefore, like the leper, we are sinners, and also like the leper, we are dying. Do you think you are dying? You may think you are not. You are still strong, healthy and strong, young. You're not dying. But, you know, the Bible reveals to us that when man falls out of communion with God, he's cut off from the source of life. His inner life is dead. We could also call it a spiritual death. Not only so, but the physical body is also dying. It's in the process of dying. In the coming days, it will suffer aging, disease, and finally death. It is like a fallen leaf from a tree. You know, when it just comes off the tree branch, it still looks fresh and green, right? But the difference between the fallen leaf and the leaves on the tree is that death is already in the fallen leaf. In the coming days, you will see it decay and perish. Therefore, we and the leper are the same. Like the fallen leaf, we are in a dying Process. The leper represents us as sinners. 
However, this man is clever, don't you think so? Look at verse 40 again. He came to Jesus and begged him on his knees. The leper realized that he had some need, and then he came to Jesus and asked for help. It turned out that he didn't come in vain. He was cured. So I think he's clever. You know, not everyone is as clever as the leper that he would like to come to Jesus. The friend I mentioned in the beginning would not like to come, right? There must be some obstacles. There must be some barriers to coming to Jesus. What are the barriers? So according to my experience, some people don't think they have a problem just because they cannot see it with their eyes. Our sins are inside, not like the leper. Our sins are invisible. Unless God opened the eyes of our hearts, we are too blind to see it. And there are some other people, they know that they, they recognize that they have a problem, but they don't think they need Jesus because they see, oh, people around me have the same problem, such is life, right? Even though they have countless opportunities to experience pain, depression, darkness, and fear in their lives, they just look around and say, oh, People around me are just the same. They also have pain, depression, darkness, and fear in their lives. Therefore, my problem is normal. It's not a big deal. Such is life. Let's just live it. You know, their logic is like, say the leper didn't come to Jesus, but he chose to talk to his friend. Do you have leprosy? He asked. Yes, I do, his friend answered. And there are many around me. Some of them are so ill that they lose their whole face. Then the first leper said, Oh, I thought I was the only one. Now I know that I am not the only one, and you all have the same problem. Therefore, my problem is not a big deal. It's normal. Such is life. Let's just leave it. Then he decided not to come to Jesus. Do you think this is funny? Yes, but, you know, it's really happening today. People do not come to the Lord just because they see that other people have the same problem. People around me have the same problem. Then it's normal to have problem. So, such is life. Let's just leave it. So may the Lord help us so that we can recognize and remove those obstacles so that we can come to Jesus. We should come to Jesus for his healing because we have our own problem in our lives. And secondly, we should come to Jesus because he has great love for us. Look at verse 41, when the leper came to him. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Jesus loves us. The Greek word for compassion expresses a strong emotional reaction. Jesus showed strong compassion to the leper for his suffering that he made a startling movement. He reached out his hand and touched the man. Imagine this, brothers and sisters. Could Jesus just say to the man, Stop! Don't come closer and be clean. Do you think he still could clean him? Yes, of course but he didn't do so. 
he reached out his hand and touched the man. What an amazing picture! What amazing love! You know, when I was in in college thirty years ago. Thirty years ago, yes, yeah. When I was in college at that time, there was a girl at my college who was very beautiful. She was tall and she was an excellent sprinter. I mean, she could run really fast, and she's good at singing and playing piano. And she had an elegant and nice personality. You know, a lot of people admired her. And I was too young at that time. I didn't dare to pursue her. But another man loved her very much and took care of her very well during that time. However, one day when she was training, the barbell dropped on her neck, and she was hurt seriously. She was paralyzed. And could not run anymore, and she lost her beauty because of surgery on on the neck. And even worse, her personality changed a lot. She was full of hatred and bitterness. Here, I have a question for you, brothers and sisters. Do you think the man I just mentioned would still love her? I bet some of you might hesitate to say yes, right? But let me tell you, this man is her father. Do you think he would still love her? Yes, he loved her even more. So here we can say we can see two different kinds of love, right? The first love, the first one is based on value. I love you because you are beautiful. I love you because because you have such a good disposition. You are so talented. You have value, but when these values are lost, there is no love anymore. But there is another kind of love, which is not based on value, but based on relationship—a committed relationship. I love you because you are my daughter. I love you because you are my son. I love you because you are mine. This love does not disappear when values are lost. On the contrary, this love can. Even be motivated or aroused by the loss of value, the father would love his daughter even more, taking care of her every need, comforting her and encouraging her to face the difficulties. So, in the same way, when Jesus saw the poor leper, his love, mercy, and compassion were so great that he reached out his hand and touched the man, the the leper. This is true. Love, brothers and sisters, Jesus loves us not because we have values, but because we are His. And His love is so powerful that we see the result of receiving His love. Verses forty-three says, "Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cured." Thanks be to the Lord for such a wonderful healing. So we should come to Jesus for His healing. Not only because we have our own problems in our lives, but also because He has great love for us. Furthermore, we should come to Jesus because He knows us better. Look at verse forty-three to forty-four. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning: "See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony." Them, 
Jesus instructed the man to follow the procedure that was set in Leviticus to show himself to the priest and to offer the sacrifices prescribed in the Mosaic law. This means that after the procedure, this man would be totally clean. Brothers and sisters, I want to emphasize this. When the leper actually asked for only healing, Jesus totally cleaned him. When he asked for something, Jesus gave him something more than that. He was not only healed physically, but also cleaned spiritually. He was no longer a social outcast. On the contrary, the once living dead now becomes a living lad. Dear brothers and sisters, have you ever experienced that you ask something from the Lord, but He gives you a different answer? You know, my friend Peter told me a story about his neighbor who was an old man. One day the old man called him and asked if he could help him to find some nails and iron wires. He said, my walking stick is broken, so I need the nails and wires to fix it. And Peter went to him and checked his stick and found out it was too broken to be fixed. And then Peter said to the old man, let me buy a new one for you tomorrow. So the next day, Peter went to buy a new walking stick. But on the way to the store, he met with another friend who was a doctor. And after talking to each other, the doctor said to Peter, "Uh, we have some new medical equipment for leg rehabilitation. So my suggestion that you should, you should bring the old man to hospital for treatment. And Peter was happy to do so. To make the long story short, in a month, the old man got his leg cured and could walk without the stick. Now, Brother and sister, do you still remember what the, man, what the old man is looking for? Nails and wires, right? It was my friend Peter helped him to find out that his need is actually a new walking stick. But it was the doctor who finally helped him to realize that his real need was to get his leg cured. You know what, what is my point? I want to say sometimes that we are like the the old man. We look for nails and wires without knowing that our real need is to get our leg cured. I often heard people say when I was in China, they said, oh, my real need, my real concern is my children, my job, my money, and my future. But the pastor in the church always preached on sin, death, Justification, sanctification, what do these things have to do with me? Why does God seem not to care about things that I care about? Do you have the same question? I hope you understand God knows us better and listen to my suggestion. I suggest that you may ask the same question in a different way. You used to ask, why does God seem not to care about things that I care about. Now you ask, why do I always care about things that God seems not to care about? And don't stop here. Continue to ask, what does God really care about?
care about? Is it about me? So these are the right questions that we need to ask. We need to learn to care about things that God really cares about, because He knows us better, and He knows our real need. When we think our real need is all the good things in this world, Jesus said, "What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul?" Dear brothers and sisters. Do you often come to Jesus for His healing and mercy? We should come to Jesus every single day because first, we have our own problems in our lives; second, He has great love for us; and third, He knows us better. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love, your healing, and your cleansing. Your voice is still. Echoes in my heart. You said, "I am willing. Be clean." What an amazing love! We know that behind this is that you paid price for us. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. May your love strengthen our heart so that we can be a good witness for you and glorify your name. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.